is Raptors game night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Toronto has won five of six. It's a 123-113 victory. The Raptors go to the All-Star break on a high note. The vacation time will be positive coming off a victory. That is Jonesy with the final call. The Raptors win by 10, and getting there was all the fun. Welcome to Raptors Game Night, the post-game show. Jim Taddy and Warren Ward with you. Pleased to have Javon Shepard with us. So, Javon, if we were concerned at halftime, and we were, allowing 43 points in the second quarter, they allowed 40 the rest of the game. That's a remarkable turnaround, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's big time, and that's a response, right? They came out, and I mentioned it right before we, we broke there, is that Right out of the half, they forced a turnover. Right out the, right out the gate, they, you know, they set the tone, they set the intensity in that third quarter, only gave up 19 points, right? So I thought there was a shift, you know, in the, in the focus. They were a bit more intentional on the defensive. And, and, and again, I, I might, it sounds like I'm going to harp on it, but um, Pirtle, right? You know, his anchor, his ability on the defensive end, what it meant, you know, the, the block shots that he came up with and, you know, just anchoring the defense. And I, I think it... Uh, these guys are starting to trust a bit more. Um, they're able to play the aggressive nature that they want to play. They're able to get up into the offense a bit. And I, I like the fight from a number of guys, right? Everybody came in. Everybody did their part. And that's what this team has to be by committee. And, and, and you know, Perto had himself a, a big-time game. I thought this was special, especially, you know, the fact that for the fact that everybody was questioning, was this the right move? And, you know, why, why is something so subtle, right? And it makes a big difference because he fills a gap that this team needs. Well, we can we can jump down the list of things that we saw, but we'll start in the third quarter. Within that first five minutes, um, as you and I discussed up here, there was three turnovers. They went on an eighteen to five run in the first five minutes. Seven with seven minutes left on the clock, Orlando was forced to call timeout. Obviously, Jakob Pertl. If you had told me before the game he'd be scoring thirty, I probably would have laughed and said, you know, that's a that's a good joke. But he needs some Valentine's Day flowers, maybe a coupon, get a massage, something. 13 and 9, what a performance. Six block shots. Like I said, third and fourth quarter execution, 19 points in the third, giving up only 24 in the fourth. 74 points in the paint for the Raptors, 29 bench points. Fred Van Fleet, I mean, he had 10 assists in the first half, which was amazing. Yeah. So he finished with 10 points, 15 assists. Everyone was involved, and I think all of that is reflective in the stat sheet. It's a good win, a good win going into All Star break. You have seven guys in double figures. Everyone contributing, and like I said, I mean, Jakob Pertl, 37 minutes, 30 points. You know, you got to tip your hat. This is a great performance and a much-needed win going into this break. It feels yeah. like this is, a, this is a different type of win, right? You know, it feels like they, the, the team and even the vibe around the arena right now, it feels like everybody's happy and, and pleased with the win, right? The, the one against Detroit, you were still kind of deflated because it was, you know, the, the same song, song and dance where giving up a fourth-quarter lead, but... This one here was was a response coming out of the second quarter. It's coming out of the second half, rather, and then they just took off from there, right? And 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 to your point, Warren, you can go down the stat sheet and go down the list and just pick out a number of guys that played extremely well. And even though you know Precious, he had a quiet night, but it's still a double double: eleven points in and thirteen rebounds. So, you know, Fred's fifteen assists. I like them because I always like when guys silence the noise, silence the crowd, and. To hear everybody chatter after last game, saying he, you know, he holds the ball and the ball sticking is in his hands and so forth. Well, listen, I, I'm coming out and I'm showing you guys something different. And every every night, it's going to be somebody else's night, right? Tonight was Fred's night to facilitate and and get guys going. You know, 10 points, 15 assists, and Perto was the one putting the basket. Perto and, and Pascal, 
the, the big thing for me is that we're, we're, this team is playing, this team is gelling, but we're still we're forgetting that that OG is still he's still yeah. got to come back, right? He's still got to come back into this mix. And you did this without without Gary Trent Jr. as well, right? And, and granted, you're playing a a young Orlando team, the second youngest team in the league, but you know there's there's still a lot of firepower to come back on this team. And, and Warren, I know we've always gone back and forth. We've said the bench needs some help. Well, there's there's going to be some help when these guys get back yeah. in form. For sure, but so then that poses the the question. Then here we go, stir the pot now. Here we go, let's get it. Let's get it. That's that's the question, guys. That that is the question. (laughs) Who starts? Who comes off the bench? Because I personally, I like Precious in that in that dumb spot. I think Yakupertle, with the way he sets screens and rolls to the rim, does you know does Nick Nurse now elect to have Gary come off the bench? And does he elect to have OG come off the bench? Because this five right now, like you said, they're gelling. I know they're playing not the best teams right now in the league, but that that's going to pose the question. The bench will the bench will improve, but it means someone is going to play less minutes, and that there is basketball. So what do you do? I I, I think you know. Granted, you know I don't think you ever lose your spot by injury, but I do think because OG has been out for an extended period of time. Right, you're not necessarily rushing him and in, in inserting him right back into that lineup right away, right? And it also depends on how this team is playing at that point on his upon his return. It depends on, you know, how long Gary's going to be out, right? And and both guys, you know, I, I imagine, you know, I guess we don't really know the timeline. Um, but when they come back, if this team is rolling, this team is clicking, you don't really disturb that in my opinion. But at the same token, right, OG's one of the guys that I, I don't think you can deny him because of what he does. Um and he would just have to get his rhythm in, and and that's that's got to be the key, right? Is are these guys when they come back, are they learning on the, fly? are they you know, rejoining the team on the fly, right? As as you know, the team is in a, in the midst of a number of games, or have you gotten the opportunity to, to get some practices, get your wind under you, get your legs under you? So all those things, you know, play a factor as well because we're seeing it right now with Perto. He's only had two practices, so he's pretty much learning and acclimating himself with this team through the games and tonight was his best game so this is he's had what is it two practices under his belt and if you consider if you if you add two games into it as well you know just just call that four practices so he was best now i think with the addition of purtle and you bring back a full raptor team with a with a with boucher gary trent og and everyone's at full strength full health i wouldn't want to play the raptors if i'm in a play-in situation or a playoff because that that's a that's a very dangerous nine nine man nine nine deep rotation that can do a lot of things mix it up defensively as we can see it's just at the time when will the team peak and if 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 all things considered and we're trending in the right direction we're just at all-star break which means you got halfway you know halfway more to go if the raptors can pull themselves together then watch out you know i th- i really think we could we could see a, a a major turnaround because the this this later half of the season we'll say this we we will we're going to be we're going to be playing a lot of winnable games yeah a lot I, of games against teams that that the raptors can beat and have beaten i think to the the, the advantage of the raptors is that Pertle is not a completely new player they're not completely foreign to him and his skill set right so the chemistry that you need to build and the cohesiveness that you need to build is it's going to be expedited, right? Because there's some familiarity there, and so, he's better now, and he's 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 far better, right? Yeah, way better now. More size and good touch, and so f- with thanks, Pop. Like, Appreciate 20, it. <laughs> <laughs> plus, you know, some twenty-some games left. You know, they they have an advantage in their in their back pocket in that they're just reacclimating themselves and understand they know who they're playing with, and I, and I think you're starting to see. You can see it already with 
the chemistry between he and Pascal in those pick-and-roll situations, the chemistry and with Fred. him and Fred in those yeah. pick-and-roll situations. So you're already, you know, two or three weeks ahead of, you know, some of the other teams that have made some moves. And it's just for him to just understand, like, you know, the, the defensive concepts of this team and where guys like the ball, when he's going to get the ball. I think early on, you know, Scotty had made a pass, him trying to thread the needle. And that's for Scotty to learn him as well, right? You don't Now you're playing with a big, a 7-1 big. You're not necessarily throwing the ball, threading the needle to have him, you know, in stride, pick up the ball off of the floor. This is not Precious or, or OG or Pascal you're passing it to. This is a big fella. You throw that up at the rim where nobody else can go get it and just, just lead him. It's remarkable that you could add one player, and I think if we went back a week when we were talking about what would happen, uh, despite all the speculation, I think all of us would have agreed that whatever the move was, it was going to be a, a good fit because that's the track record of this front office. When, when you see what they do, it's well thought out. And you look, uh, over three games, this guy, I mean, Pirtle has emerged. You could see the, the difference from game to game to game to where he is is tonight. And, and then with the uh, Achua 1-2 punch, uh, the chemistry with Siakam, and, and then you've got two guys coming back. Suddenly, I mean, the, the whole picture has changed here, hasn't it, Javon? It, it definitely changes, but we also have to approach it with caution, right? Because as much as it's changed right now and it looks great right now, looks good right now, you know, when OG comes back in the mix, he's going to he's gonna have to – everybody's going to have to readjust and how to play, you know, with, with a center, with OG, with – and I think we're kind of seeing that with Scotty right now. You know, he's, he's still trying to figure out the changes, the, the subtle changes, because it has a domino effect on everybody. So when you get OG, when you get um, um, Gary Trent Jr. back, it's like, yeah, you have all the names, you have the, your, your top eight guys, but now you have to, like, you have to get – you have to gel together. You have to understand each other quick. So I still think there's going to be some bumps and bruises in the, in the road, but what I like – most is the change in the shift in energy right everybody's a bit more upbeat right now they're a bit more enthused and not that that dull you know that that eerie feel that we we felt a couple weeks ago especially before the trade leading up to the trade deadline so you know that pressure is gone and, and there's there's this energy this passion this this happiness this excitement back with this group and you're seeing that you're seeing it on the floor you're even seeing you know fred smile you're seeing fred have fun you're seeing um pascal put up the goggles and saying he's making you know made making passes and so forth so a lot of changes javon thanks for hanging around really appreciate it thank you that's javon shepherd courtside going over the 123 113 win by the raptors over the busy orlando magic thad young left the game uh, after seven minutes of action knee strain left knee strain so we hope he's okay that would be a big loss yes, uh, it would. so so let's talk about you know when we look at uh, at this this starting five as opposed to the starting five when achua was out so going back, just adding, taking uh, Achua out and Pirtle out and putting in Gary Trent Jr. and OG. In terms of what's happening on the court, what is the difference? Obviously, there's no big. I was going to say, the first and foremost, rim protection. I mean, yeah. he had but not not only rim protection, but it's just the presence under the rim. Like, someone has to box Pirtle out every single time a shot goes up. He had five offensive rebounds today. He only had nine rebounds. Five of them offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. So those are... Uh, not only chances for you to get a rebound, but the chances for your team to score, and that's what that's what he brings. He brings that, and uh, he's always around the rim. He he's a g- great. He's not the best pick and pop guy per se, but as soon as he sets the screen, I'm watching him roll. And every every time he's rolling, he's taking out space, and and the defense has to pay attention to him. So you remove that from the lineup. Now you have essentially empty pick and rolls, and and in the NBA. 
the number one thing you're going to see is pick and rolls. They they probably have 80 a game. It's just every 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 offensive set begins and ends with a pick and roll. So having a seven foot one guy who has a great touch and who can pass the basketball around the rim is great. I'm if I'm if I'm Nick Nurse, I'm not removing a big like him who can move up and down the floor um, as well as he can out of the starting lineup. If, uh, Precious Achua might be the only person that 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 is optional but at the same time i think he complements what they're doing now he turns the ball over sometimes but regardless he ends up with 11 and 13 and it's a it's a quote-unquote bad night only took seven shots he doesn't want to do anything outside of his role so he's fitting his role perfectly and i think if i'm looking at lineups i'm my 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 whole thing is very simple who affects winning number one right yeah and two role what am I going to get from this player, regardless if they're playing well or playing, you know, playing well, quote unquote, or playing poorly? Am I going to get the same energy and consistency? So that's what that's what I'm trying to to even in my own head decipher. Who would I go with? This lineup works right now. So OG would have the same. I remember in Portland when Precious came back, he came off off the bench and slowly and surely he got more minutes because he had to earn that. Right. So Boucher, Gary Trent, and OG when they come back. Or excuse me. When when OG comes back, now you have a more solidified bench. Even if Precious drops to the bench and you slide OG in that spot, Gary Trent can you know he can come off the bench. But this lineup works. Yeah, it does. Uh, and you know the the added bonus is that you know Pirtle and Siakam have previous uh, chemistry. So that's so, right. So it's taking it's not taking as long to to reestablish that or figure out what it is. And another luxury Nick Nick Nurse has is that regardless, like not excuse me, not regardless, but depending on who they're playing, the opponent. He can match up with them. If 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 a team goes big like Philly or a team goes big, you know, what I mean, like the Bucks, you know, we can match up with them now. Yeah, and I think that was the concern. You know, the concern was no big, and and the second concern would have been, well, what big can play with this team because it plays a certain way, and and we've seen big struggle here before. Yeah, there we go and Masai, and, we trust. My yeah, goodness, what a and, what a pickup! And there's the guy. <laughs> what a pickup! I mean, it's funny that the trade deadline happened when San Antonio was here. Yeah, he didn't even have to leave. No. <laughs> Hey, come over just, here. Come over. Just uh, you're staying. You're staying for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you an Airbnb for the night. Don't worry yeah, about your yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll find your old place. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Pop. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> I like that line. That's good. One twenty-three, one thirteen. The final for the Raptors over the Orlando Magic. This is Raptors game night live from Scotiabank Arena on TSN ten fifty. So the Raptors win by ten. One twenty-three, one thirteen over the visiting Orlando Magic. And we were talking about the Raptors allowing forty-three points in the second quarter and then allowing 40 the rest of the game. That's a remarkable turnaround. We talked about Pirtle and Nick Nurse postgame and how Pirtle opens up the game for his teammates. Well, I think we got to get a little better getting used to used to um, him when he's catching it there at the elbow, high post area. I was... Uh, I didn't think we were, we were cutting, but I didn't think we were doing a quick enough job of cutting towards the rim to give him somebody to hit. I think that's something we can explore and get a little better at. We did get a couple couple of them in the second half, um, but his his um, you know his rolling in the screen and roll was huge because they were trying to put you know multiple guys on Fred and Pascal, and every time we hit him, it seemed like something good happened. I know. First half, I think you shot 71 percent, and we're behind. What, what turned it defensively for you in the second half? You think? Yeah, I mean, the first half, we I mean we had we had three areas I thought that were that were really hurting us, and first one was transition. Way too many race it up the floor, 
quick baskets, even after scores, even one after a free throw, like stuff that's, you know, you just can't let happen, right? That, that was the first one. Um, the second one was the cutting, right? We had them bottled up a lot late in the shot clock, and they'd find a late cutter right at the right at the rim for a layup, and we we really took care of that because they turned it over like two of the first maybe five possessions trying to hit a cutter flying out of bounds to start the second half, right? And um, I can't remember what the third one is right now. Yeah, that was the third one. We had uh, cutting, transition. I can't remember. But anyway, but yeah, there was there was a third one that we that we um, emphasized at halftime, and. Um, but good, good. What is it? Forty-three points we give up in the second, and if it, my math's right, I think that's forty-three in the second half. So really good, really good defensive effort. End up with uh, a bunch of block shots. I think uh, I'm not sure we had one at the half. Maybe one, right? So ten blocks at the second half, um, which is good. It means we were challenging at the rim much better, right? Much better. You mentioned Pirtle's um, rolling ability, which was awesome, but he also, when, when Orlando switched, um, just mashed little guys in the post, just turn around with the hook shot. Yep. Um, how valuable is that as a way to sort of make sure teams can't switch? Well, it's really valuable, right? It really is. I mean, there's there's two ways you're going to beat teams that switch, right? Is the big guy's going to go bury somebody inside or the big defender's you know, gonna gonna have to guard somebody on the perimeter that can get by him or shoot a three, right? So, having both of those makes it, you know, you gotta gotta probably not switch as much, especially if we're getting the inside buckets. Nobody nobody likes the feel of a switch, throw it inside, get overpowered for a layup, very long. It's easy, right? Just feels easy. Well, it's it's smart. Um, it's it's easy to, I mean, looks easy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's that easy. They made it look easy tonight, yeah. I don't think we ever got your reaction to Pascal being an all-star. Did yep. look looks like an all-star? For sure. I mean, I, I was surprised. I'm not even sure we talked about it a little bit maybe that he didn't make it, right? I think we did. We talked about, you know, um, our, our position in the standings. Certainly we've benefited in the past and didn't this year. Um, I would have thought he would have been really close, right? He's surprised he didn't make it. So I guess when they're looking to add, he, he had to be at the top of the list. So good for him, man. He certainly deserves it. He's, he's played like an all-star this year for sure. Thank you very much, everybody. Anything about that, by the way? Uh, I didn't get an update. I know he left the game. So we'll get you one. So that's Nick Nurse closing off with a question on Thad Young. Uh, left knee strain, I uh, don't know the extent of it, and uh, that's something that's uh, overnight gives you the answer to, I, I would suggest there. Uh, in terms of what he was talking about, the adjustments at the halftime really paid off. And, yeah. Uh, you know, an 18-5 run to start the second half certainly had uh, the magic Lots spinning, it. didn't it? Yes, it did. And, and uh, even though he can't remember the third one, I, I would love to guesstimate on, you know, what that would be. But I would be assuming it would be the fouls that you know raptors yeah. were committing and you know you know putting orlando at the line especially at the end of shot clocks or you know loose ball possession so transition was one cutting and it's true orlando would go back door and they would get layups at the end of the shot clock especially Suggs, uh even wendell carter jr uh in that first half and um um all of that leading and, and contributing to uh, orlando having the lead but then the youth kind of prevailed, and then in that 18-5 to run in the third quarter, the Raptors really asserted themselves, and that's why they ended up pulling out the win. But this is not a great basketball team no. in Orlando Magic. So as much as we can 
and we should give the Raptors credit for winning. Yeah. We also expected them to do so. So now, the, again, the question poses, what are they going to do when they play a better team? Because better teams will pay attention to their fourth quarter breakdowns. And even in this game, a second quarter breakdown. They, they always have one quarter. Some, in the, earlier in the year was the first. Yeah, now, was, now it's the, seems like the second one's the most forgiving. The, the, as you said, the, yeah. se- the second is the most forgiving because you have two other quarters to kind of make it up. Yeah. But in the fourth quarter, we cannot be giving up 40 points. So when we play better teams, which will happen, right, we're going to have to eliminate that. And the Raptors will, will, will have to work on that because they won't win against better teams if we have one of these ghost quarters. Oh, no. And, and you know, when we're talking about having the bad first quarter, it would take you two quarters to even that out. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So I was just looking at some numbers that, that we uh, pulled in the uh, second quarter that were stunning. So uh, for, And they were for the Magic. The Magic were 10 of 11 from the stripe in the second quarter. They had no opportunities in the first. And the rest of the night, they were 4 of 7. So that that's a different game we're talking about. And, and in the three-point shooting, uh, they were 5 of 9 in the, uh, the their great second quarter, and the rest of the night they were 5 or 14. Makes sense. Youth yeah. prevailed. And, I mean, even the whistle in the first half, Raptors only shot four free throws. Right. So Orlando in a whole entire half getting seven makes sense. Yes, and the Raptors wound up with 20, so they had 16. <sighs> so all this stuff a, reversed. A swing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, look a full, out. <laughs> a, a full swing, but the Raptors were were the much more aggressive team, and a lot of that came with that 18-5 to run, yeah. some easy transition points that turned into fouls as well. So all of that, all of that is, um, you know, is part of, is part of why they, you know, um, came out on top today. Absolutely. Now they've got nine days to think about it, or not think about it, actually. They're going to rest, and, and their next action is uh, Thursday, February 23rd, uh, here against New Orleans, which would end the, the homestand. And just let me do some quick math here. So they're 3-1 and one so far on a five-game homestand. Yep. I, I think, you know, a lot of people would wish they were 4-0, and oh, but that's the Utah game where it just didn't work out. And that was a game against a team that they played that's around the same sort of record as them. Yeah. Um, they have two bigs as well, and for some odd reason, they just they can't beat the Jazz this season. They lost in Utah, uh, similar situation. They lost here at home uh, after a like a you know a, a melting a melting down in the fourth quarter. And then, I mean, they're 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 playing subpar teams thus far. They play the Pistons, they play Orlando, and they play the Spurs. Spurs have one of the worst records in the entire association. So wins that that they should be getting and the right. rest of the season is a, is a very similar story wins that that we should you know essentially the Raptors should be winning okay so having said that then you have to realize that the first half of the season was filled with um well some pretty tough opposition so really uh, they go to 28 and 31 now so they're only three games under 500 i may suggest that we may have been a little harsh in the first half analysis just based <sighs> on who they were playing no, I, I because I I think when you when you play as hard as they have, and if you look at the final scores and the box scores in most of those games, the Raptors were in those games. They were yep. up in those games, and they had something that whether it's injury or something in the game that prevented them from winning. I th- I think we all expect them to go every single night and play the same way. We couldn't find that, and the results were you know flustering essentially so you like i said if they play four games they're more likely to win two and lose two against no matter who it is that we're actually playing so you factor all of that in um i don't think we were harsh i think our analysis was correct it's 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 just more our job is to talk about the outcome at the end of the day right they're talking yeah. about the results so um no i i 
I would disagree and say with <laughs> that you know that we were harsh. I think I think we were accurate. It's just they couldn't end up winning all the games that they should have, and that's that's you know point blank period. So let's go back to Pirtle now. Here he is uh, post game asked uh, if he's filled a hole in the roster. You guys tell me. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys followed the season a little bit closer than I did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that was the goal of the draft, uh, the draft, uh, the trade um, that. Um, I can feel that like that true center position, um, and yeah, I feel like I've, I've been just getting more comfortable with every game out there. We were here in the locker room when you went in. Guys were really, really happy <laughs> for you. Um, how, how nice does it feel to you know come home to a team and just be welcomed like that? I mean, that's awesome. Uh, I think the, we got great guys in the locker room. I, obviously, some of them I know a little bit better from back in the day, and even the ones that I. Uh, I just know from playing against them, like they, they seem all, all seem like great guys, and like my, my first week here, pretty much, like has been great. Everybody's been awesome, so uh, yeah, makes it makes it that much sweeter. Yeah, what's the process like over the past week, getting up to speed with the team from your end? Um, I mean, it's about learning the basics at first. Um, just trying to memorize all the plays, memorize all the the um, calls on on offense and on defense. Uh, and then, like, once you get that down, like, you gotta do the stuff in, in game speed um, and um, react to it um, just in time. Like, get the timings down, get all the chemistry down. Um, and I think, yeah, stuff like that takes time. Obviously, with with guys like Freddie, Fred, Fred's a veteran in this league, and, and I've played with him before, so that stuff develops a little bit quicker. But um, yeah, you just you learn each other's strengths, and you you know when to you hit your teammates in what spots and, and where they're comfortable getting the ball and where not end of the game and the question was have you filled a hole in the roster the answer is yes guy yeah. <laughs> oh yes guy without no with, with without question I, yeah. and i like what he said about doing things at game speed because that that changes everything you know you can run a set and you can even watch a set but when you actually do it and you have to remember what to do and, and where to go and everything needs to be you know smooth and fluid uh, that's a that's a different that's a different that's a whole different experience well and it also rejuvenates everybody else because there was that void before yeah and i'm sure the systems and, and how everybody was playing was to cover up the void that's right and now the void is gone and go oh that's there so i can do this <laughs> and and I, I i could even compare it to like um I, I i don't think he's the same shot blocking presence but he had six of them today but i remember watching utah you know a few years ago when they had donovan mitchell and a Rudy Gobert, and a lot of Utah's defense would be predicated on trying to essentially go for steals because they knew that you know Rudy's going to come and you know what cover their back. So in this situation now, you're 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 watching. They're not gambling as much, but they they know in the back of their head if I get beat, he's there. And 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 we're seeing that. I mean, six block shots. Anyone that comes in there, you got to finish over a seven footer, which is not a, you know not an not an easy task, no matter you know how athletic you are. So we're seeing that pay dividends, and he has made the team better. So hats off, seriously, to yeah. Masai and Bobby Webster for going out and bringing him back. And again, thanks, Pop, because you did a great job developing <laughs> him for the last four thanks, years. Acknowledge your work, you thank you. I mean? yeah. And now we have to move on. We're gonna send you a Valentine's <laughs> Day card for all your hard work and developing Yakaperto because to get 30 and nine tonight in six block shots. I mean, like I said, if you had told me that before the game started, I, I would have said, "No, nah, you're, you know, you're playing, you're playing jokes on me." And, and he was working with three personal fouls by the half, so he only took two in the second half. And you know, playing with the watching that total has got to be difficult too. 
Sorry. The the personal fouls. Yeah. Right? Oh yes. Yeah. No. Of course. Yeah. Of course. You got it because as a big, you know, yeah. you're yeah. you're 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 playing extremely physical. So yeah. you know, to 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 not have to worry about that again. He wasn't facing a true big who's going to be banging in. You know, I mean, down low with him. But yeah. at the same time, it's like you and I in the booth when the game's on. <laughs> oh, look out! Wow. It's a good thing there's no ref up there. <laughs> Technical foul. (laughs) Sorry, guy. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, we'll end on that, I guess. And and also, honorable mention to Boucher, 23 minutes and 13 points. Did a nice job, didn't he? He's been been consistent in the last couple games. If you look at what he's been doing off the bench, he is finding a way to score. He even had a, a dunk off of a free throw. You know, he gets a free throw dunk. So he is finding ways to score, whether that's in transition, whether that's in, in sets, because they're not really running plays for him. He stands in the corner. But um, I'm I'm personally concerned that his minutes may be cut when other guys start to come back. But I think he deserves to be sixth man, as, you know, right off the bench. Well, look, it's, uh, you know, going into the All-Star break. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah. Take the rest of the night off. Oh, Captain generosity here. Thank it's you, like, unbelievable. I appreciate that, man. It's, uh, you're, you're, you're a gem. You're a gem. <laughs> I've been called worse. Anyway, <laughs> this is Raptors Game Night in Sco- uh, from Scotiabank Arena on TSN 1050. <laughs> Raptors Game Night, final segment, 123-113, the final score. Some great moments. We talked about Pirtle quite a bit. Uh, 37 minutes, 30 points, uh, 9 rebounds. Pascal, 41 minutes, 26 points. Double-double for Achua, who had uh, 34 minutes, 11 points, 13 rebounds. How about Freddie? 15 assists, 10 points. Scotty, 17 points off the bench. Boucher had 13, and Flynn had 10, and it was more than enough. Raptors leaking badly going into the half. 43 points against in the second quarter, and they allowed 40 the rest of the night. Thanks for joining us on Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050.